0: I found that less than 0.1% of modern leaders have vision. More or less, today leaders leading people into their past, or at the best, into their present. They're not leading people into the future. You know this famous discussion, or well-known discussion, difference between managers and leaders. Managers are responsible for a present. Leaders are responsible for a future.
1: Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20 Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make-A-Wish Israel and Tech to Peace, and is in proud collaboration with Secret Court Ventures, J Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo, and in media partnership with SeaTech. Welcome to another episode of Twenty Minute Leaders. Today, I'm with Dr. Oleg Konovalov, a thought leader, author, business educator, consultant, and coach, with over 25 years of experience operating businesses and consulting with Fortune 500 companies, both in the UK and internationally. Konovalov is on the Thinkers 50 radar, has been recognized as number one global thought leader on culture by Thinkers 360, and is number one global leading coach by Marshall Goldsmith, Thinkers 50. Having been named the Da Vinci of visionary leadership by many leading authorities of our time, Konovalov is helping companies to create and execute their vision, diagnose and treat organizational diseases, maintain a strong productive corporate culture, and achieve superior business performance. His research identifies entrepreneurs and managers' strategic needs in the areas of corporate culture, leadership, and he uses corporate diagnostics in order to enable them to drive their companies to success. Konovalov received his doctoral degree from the Durham University Business School. He is a visiting lecturer at a number of business schools, a Forbes contributor, and an in-demand speaker at major conferences around the world. And really, that's the whole point of the show, right? Talking about why we do what we do. What is the vision of what we do? And you're choosing to spend much of your time today thinking about vision, thinking about leadership and business. You're in the United Kingdom. We won't go into the details, but you happened to share with me a fun fact before, which I respect you tremendously for, and we'll keep that uh, between us for now or for a later episode. But, uh, But talking specifically about business, Oleg, tell me a little bit about vision and why right now, 2022, you are deciding to focus most of your energy, thinking through what what vision means for a business.
0: I started thinking about vision and important, how to make it simple. Actually, long time ago. It just later, I came up with my research in my book, very practical research, actually, uh, The Vision Code. For me, oh if you would ask me what I do and where my passion is, my greatest passion to explore the fields which never been explored before. We used to say before vision is important. Okay, we've been using vision as some kind of a statement and uh of mm-hmm. fancy motor, but vision is so practical, is so pragmatic, is so functional that it must be not just, idealized, it must be really practical. Because in a good sense, Mm -hmm. companies with strong vision and the ability to execute it are 25, 30 times more productive, more successful than companies with just a great product. And actually, therefore, I decided to look at something which no one explored before in a great sense. And one of those fun facts I asked of one of my friends who is responded in my book, The Vision Code, I said, why people have not been looking into this before? Is it you need to have a steel balls to look at such tough subjects, <laughs> you know? When we talk vision, we are talking to grow beyond ourselves. We're talking to do something beyond that we could imagine. Vision defines, how we would live, where we would live, and how our future would look like. And therefore, vision is not just some kind of a statement which wouldn't inspire anyone. Vision is very pragmatic, and it it defines your focus. It defines how much less resources do we need to achieve more. It will define Mm -hmm. the way you innovate. It will define evolution of your business and evolution of industries or domains in a great sense. Well, look at a simple example, Tesla. Electrical cars were invented well before Elon Musk, but he defined that space as his vision. And mm-hmm. so we're looking differently now how we drive, how we serve cars, uh, city infrastructures, and many, many other things. It's a redefinition how we would live. And therefore, it's always, for instance, for any startup, it's critical. It's not focus on the product itself, focus on the space that you will take in the future. And therefore, investors would be much more keen to invest into such startup because you're redefining a market space, huge space. And it will define how- So I want to ask a
1: clarification yeah. question. If we go back, you're right that vision has been around for a while. I mean, vision statements, any entrepreneur today, you'll ask them, What is your vision statement? Boom, here's my vision statement. Blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm, and I'm, so I'm, i wanna, I want to, I want to understand better. It doesn't sound like you mean a vision are, statement, no right? Because there's a differentiation, and perhaps we've
0: confused the term. Vision is a clear promise where we are going to be in the future and how this future will look like. It's not about mission statement, which is a promise that never delivered. We will be the greenest in the world. Come on, who cares? We want to be number one. That's the ambitious, it's nothing about it. We will will create the most effective solution for such and such problem, that's a vision. That is very different. Another thing Mm -hmm. is, you can leave your vision as a legacy to the next generation of employees or people who will buy out your company or investors, but your mission statement, you can't actually transfer it. It's not transferable. It's just promise for now as your goal, which is reasonable now. We know about, for instance, about Nelson Mandela vision. Okay, so it's still intact. But we don't know about his mission statement. We don't know about his goals because they were relevant to his times and particular moments. In simple words, mm-hmm. if we think of an uh, analogy with a house, as a father, as a husband, I must build a house. That's the purpose, to be a father. But how this house would look like, who would live in it, how what people would feel living in that house would be my vision. My goals will be def, will be defining. Okay, how to to lay the basement, the rise the walls, and things like that. How rooms to be decorated. Those goals, it can be changed. And my mission statement would be that house would be nice, and we will be very nice to neighbors. Hey, you know. So more or less is just a promise, just a social promise. That's a difference.
1: Right. Now, if we're looking at the landscape today, obviously, something bothered you about the way that perhaps visions are being laid out today or created that perhaps aren't you know, the best way. And, and it, it bothered you so much that you decided to dedicate a lot of your time thinking about this and writing a book about it. What is the problem that we're facing today around? entrepreneurs, perhaps, or, or business leaders creating visions?
0: Michael, we, we don't have a problem. We have a trouble. We have a huge trouble. I found that less than 0.1% of modern leaders have vision. More or less, today leaders leading people into their past or, at the best, into their present. They're not leading people into the future. You know this famous discussion or well-known discussion difference between managers and leaders. Managers are responsible for a present. Leaders are responsible for a future. And majority of leaders or company owners are positive about the present. And they're stuck with their financial reports, how they would look like to the public today, but they're not changing the world. They're not making a huge difference. And therefore people are just looking at them and thinking, "Hey." Where do we go? What's the promise? How I would live better tomorrow or within five years? Mm-hmm. And therefore, the trouble is we're like hamsters in a wheel, we're repeating the same old mistakes. We tend to talk about AI, digitalization, and everything using the same old mindset. And therefore, it's not a, about. Changing the thing in a big way with all that technologies and opportunities that we have, it's about breaking out of that old mindset, which would allow to create that vision. Vision is not a gift. Vision is a way of thinking. It's a six-step algorithm. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about those steps. The first one, I call that model caviar. Forgive my... Fishing industry experience. But CAVR stands See clarity of creation. A vision comes when your conscious awareness of a problem that you want to solve for the benefit of others reaches its peak. Not just, I have a fancy product that people should like. No, 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 no. What problem do you want to solve? And the people will respond to it. It's about your ability, because vision is greater than you or any organization. You must be really good at managing and dealing it, so you must grow. If you wanna grow, it will collapse. It's about viability because it's very practical, it's very pragmatic, and it should be good in terms of stimulus, value, scale, how we would add value, value as we go. It's about simplicity because it's elegant thinking about complicated things. Think, modern leaders are brilliant, in one thing, they're very sophisticated in terms of making things more complex. Vision is about making things more simple, elegant. (laughs) And it's, of course, about spotlight or responsibility and about scanning, seeing what's going on around, and about passion, what do you put in emotional terms that would allow you to go to the next point, influence, because. Influence is not just about communicating your vision; it's about making others the owners of your vision, and you will grow. Right, and of course, now, now,
1: why is that important? Like, let's, let's differ on this for a second <laughs> because you know a lot. A lot of leaders perhaps are you know aspiring to be the 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 cornerstone of their vision, to be the the, the ones who know it, the ones who own it. You're saying, wait, let's
0: let's share the vision. Aha, they can a very difficult. Issue. You people at your workshop uh, will hear about your vision only when you get sick talking about your vision at the board level. Because you must talk to everyone. Otherwise, people can't contribute to your vision. They can't put their passion, they can't mm-hmm. put your, their ideas into your vision. Therefore, if you wouldn't share and don't get me wrong, people are relying too much on that social media likes. But it's, you know, we're liking friends without even reading that post. We're just supporting them, so it's meaningless. But if people putting their passion, it would allow spend less money on marketing, it's less money on advertising. People will talk about your vision, they will support it, and they will contribute it. And here comes the difference. We should communicate and share vision. We communicate facts, and we share emotions, and we need to do both to get people on mm. And also important mm. for people to see that they will they will benefit from a result of that vision. Simple, and of course. God. Well, then that's a part of the vision, yeah, right? Exactly. And another thing is, oh, another phase is acting, of course, because vision is not about consensus, it's not about pleasing everyone. It's about being firm, where do you go, how good you are at growing people, how good you're making or enabling people in terms of decision-making, put metrics of your execution and so forth, and revitalizing, because vision is not a dead end. It's always must be revised. Mm-hmm. You grow, you see more opportunities, you're expanding it, you're making it even stronger. So, simple caveat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds simple, but it's not <laughs> easy to do. Now, if
1: it it, it it sounds simple, but I'm sure that each of these elements is unpacked, and I'm assuming that that's exactly what, what you're doing in your book. Now, if we're looking at some of the big game changers, right, I mean, a lot of these companies that are big game changers, now I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. back to the visions. For example, WeWork. Yeah. Now it's really understandable why Adam Neumann was able to have such a dramatic influence. For example, one of the most fundamental things we were talking about is, talk, is, is talking to your people, having them share your vision, showing them why your vision will make yeah, exactly. them better. Right? I mean, that's a trait of, of successful leadership.
0: Exactly. Because see... I mentioned that element, stimulus. When people see the value for Mm themselves, they will respond because stimulus assumes response, immediate response. If people don't see that value, why they should respond to it? They're just like passing by. We work, they say, oh yeah, that's a solution because I can't afford to rent an office, I could rent a chair. Doesn't matter, you know, a space. And we work and that was solved, you know, one of the problems and it would make my life easier. And therefore, just like, hey, this guy created something that made my life easier. So it would be better for you as well. Immediately.
1: How do you take something that's boring? You know, there's a lot of different companies out there, a lot of different leaders. And and, and does, does every CEO need to have a vision? for their product, even if their product is, or even if their company is something pretty narrow, pretty niche. In other words, is this method relevant for every organization, yes. for every leader that
0: wants to build something meaningful? You know, this famous spray WD-40, we all have it, you know, in our kitchens, in our garages, mm. every Formula One team, you it. <laughs> is more or less a single product of WD-40 company. And that company, 520 employees, capitalization, three point five billion billion, one one of the strongest brands in the world, and they're sold in 176 countries in the world. And they're still growing. Single product. Hmm. Simple. Right. As- now,
1: it's as a... So, so what, what does a CEO do?
0: So, and and at what point, right, so my friends are creating startups, at what point? Gary Rich, he still spends most of his time on expanding vision and talking to his people about it and creating a strong culture based on that vision. Because CEO paid for defining and creating that future. CEO is not paid for managing today's tasks. Think of Jeff Bezos. We all know that he is looking or tapping on the things like three years ahead from today because that's his level three years from now. Lower level executives are tapping on today. CEO is needed to lead, Mm -hmm. define that future and lead into that future. This is about leadership. So, so, I'm gonna make it a little bit more difficult. At what point does
1: the CEO transition to be thinking three years ahead? Because obviously, if you have a team of five people and you've uh, just started your business, you've just raised your seed round, and you're, you know, you're just getting started. I, it doesn't make sense to me at that point that the CEO sort of lives in the in in the future world because they need to be managing. The, fi- the very finite resources that they have today. So how do we know to make that distinction?
0: Michael, vision is our aspiration that f- for the future that we make a reality today. He might have a, a shorter range horizon, right? Instead of like five or 10 years, he might say, hey guys, I have a vision for three years, but we am, we're creating that vision today. And if, in this sense, it's more important for such a CEO or owner to make all others visionaries who would help him to create, to fix, take care of today, and help him to think about the future. Because if you will stay grounded or mm. anchored only to the today, you will remain in that position forever. So there is, would be no future. Prospects. Interesting. So you must exercise this so way of is thinking. That... You wouldn't be able to think big. You wouldn't be able to take your company off the ground. You were still on a runway. Right. And you will run out of fuel. You will run out of resources. And you still would be grounded.
1: So it sounds to me like one of the challenges that you're presenting for CEOs that perhaps they're not necessarily, that a lot are are not exercising today, it's how do we, how do they uh, create a situation which allows them to spend much of their time creating that vision and bringing that vision to their entire team so that they are also a part of that vision and living that vision in the day to day, which, which seems, it seems high level, but it's not. It's essentially meaning how do I, as a CEO, make my organization function as my vision for exactly. the future and in such a way that allows me to continuously fine-tune that vision and bring it back to exactly. today?
0: Right? Because if you don't do this, let's put it in reverse logic. If you would not do this, you don't know exactly what kind of resources do you need. So you are chasing all sorts of resources. Most of them are not needed. Your energy is wasted. Your team... Mm-hmm. doesn't know where, to, where they, these people go. More or less, they're just doing like a silly work mm-hmm. every day without any inspiration, without any prospects for tomorrow. For them, this work is meaningless, actually. They're just like from eight to nine or whatever, just like nine to five, whatever the time. And actually, if you think from a point of view of investors, they're investing into your promise of the future. They are not investing how good you right. are at managing tasks today.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. No, that makes, it makes perfect sense. And all like when I think you get that. Married, what you're touching on is it sounds, it sounds. Yeah. When you get married. Yeah, go ahead. When you get married, yeah. I want to hear when this. When you get
0: married and you're approaching your beloved girl and you're saying, Hey, I want to hear. To marry me because we are good today, or you're saying no? Let's get married, our future together will be brilliant. I like that better. I promised my I, I like that better. I say,
1: Oleg, I think that one of the challenges that I'm facing is that. On one hand, it seems very simple and high level on the other hand it's like I mentioned before it's not it, it's very tangible it's your you mentioned it's very pragmatic it's very practical in the day to day so i'm gonna take it as a homework to read the book because I think that it's something that i'm going to need as a leader myself and i and uh, and I, and I appreciate this work i'm gonna have i'm gonna need some time to reflect back on this conversation and constantly bring it back down because I think people hear vision and they don't they 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 may not feel that it's as relevant or as current. Maybe it's something that they do in their shower or to their board meeting that they have to prepare, you know, right before. And they don't give it necessarily the same impact and the same intent in the day to day. Because what you're saying is that vision isn't in the board meeting. It's not in your fancy PowerPoint or on LinkedIn. Your vision is the way that you live in your company every moment, every day. It's the it's what your collaborators, your employees envision for themselves. It's you're now creating that vision of the future, and and what what I hear you also mentioning is that a lot of times leaders get stuck living in the present, or even in the uh, past, and and not necessarily in their, or even in the past, past or or in the past, which is obviously, and that's a a bigger trouble, which is much worse. Oleg, thank you very much. This was uh, wonderful. I appreciate your time and your energy. Thank you for the the great insights. And I I can't wait to take a look. Thank you, Michael.
0: And see you soon. Thank you. Thank you.